Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. LinkedIn, LinkedIn, LinkedIn. Everywhere. That's my best Brady Bunch impression. Sorry. <laughs> Welcome to Chad and Cheese, HR's most dangerous podcast. I'm Joel Cheeseman. And I'm Marsha. On this week's episode, if you couldn't tell, LinkedIn did some shit. Amazon's robots are biased. Maybe they should stick to tweeting. <laughs> and we rip apart another Tinder for Jobs startup. God, why? Uh, Get ready to swipe right on some solid podcasting goodness right after this word from Sovereign. Sovereign is known for providing the world's best and most accurate parsing products. And now, based on that technology, comes Sovereign's artificial intelligence matching and scoring software. In fractions of a second, receive match results that provide candidates scored by fit to job, and just as importantly, the jobs fit to the candidate make faster and better placements. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. (laughs) You know that's one of the guys from Sovereign in the background actually playing the guitar. Dude, is it dude. really? He's that's they have such a talented bunch there. They do. I I know it's one of them. They have, everyone's a bartender <laughs> serving b- bourbon at trade shows and uh, playing guitar. That's I, nice. I that's love nice. that shit. That's good stuff. How did we get so many goddamn shout outs today? I'm gonna I'm gonna apologize in advance. <laughs> Woo, people love us and we love people. iSims, we're going we're going to Jersey next week. Woo, Jersey. Uh, I'll start off with that. iSims, looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, you better feed us some good stuff, and uh, and uh, we need lubrication throughout the conference. <laughs> just a heads up. When he and when he says lubrication, he means alcohol, guys. Just for all you idiots out there, just in case. Yeah. What else would I mean? Jesus. Anyway, this <laughs> month is Disability Hiring Awareness Month. And the Chad and Cheese take this shit serious. So don't miss. This week's podcast we dropped uh, with uh, with Julie. It's an educational interview. Hiring people with disabilities is hot and she's a total badass. We are the nepotism podcast of recruiting. Goddamn straight. Starring Julie Sowash. Proof, though, Stephen Rothberg tweeted. Of course. Uh, just, just finished listening. I learned way more about the recruitment of people with disabilities. See what he did there in 35 yeah. minutes than he has in 53 years. Bravo, Julie Sowash. Yes, it was an unvarnished conversation about hiring individuals with disabilities. So listen. Yes. If you haven't listened, uh, he's referencing a faux pas that I made during the interview <laughs> process, which I made many, but that was the first one. So thanks, Stephen, for pointing that one out. Yeah. Imagine that from an old white male. Carry on. Yeah. Um, Higher Conf coming up yes. as well in November. Uh, 
put on by Hiring Solved, kids over there, Jeremy Roberts and team. Uh, We're going to be doing something, I guess a show or a song and dance Mm -hmm. or something. Uh, So if you're going to that, if you're going to be in New York, uh, make sure you check us out uh, at HireCont.com. This week, we we actually got into Spotify. Spotify has a beta now for for podcasts, but it's still kind of janky because they're in beta. I'm kind of mad about being on Spotify because <laughs> now I might have to be nice to millennials because they're all on Spotify. So, dude, so if you've enjoyed the uh, the ripping of millennials, I might have to tune that down a little bit with the uh, the Spotify edition. Dude, they love it. Uh, some of our biggest fans are millennials. <laughs> I mean, we when we were in New Orleans, who brought us beer? Our favorite millennial, Kyle. Dude, they love it. True. True. I have some millennial degree on my wall about <laughs> something or other. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, shout out to to Chris Gamble, yeah. your boy, mm-hmm. um, former Indeed executive employee. Uh, <laughs> mentioned that uh, I did a post on IndeededJobs.com <laughs> a while back. That was a total ripoff of Indeed, uh, saying that it was a matter of time before Indeed took the site down. Uh, shockingly, the site is gone. Chris Gamble gave me the heads up. So shout out to you, Chris, for uh, mindlessly going to Indeeded Jobs every day and <laughs> seeing if it was down or not. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, really appreciate you taking your time there, bud. Uh, Louise Triance, once again, and this is for her actually saying that she listens to Chad and Cheese and it's bloody good. So if you're over in the UK, on, do the accent. Yeah. Do the accent. I can't do the accent. I'm not going to. Not good. That's horrible. horrible. Uh, Yeah. You're, you're, you're getting very popular there across the pond. Shout out to Talru. You know, we love our sponsors and we give them a lot of love, but you know, Talru turned that love around this week and told people to listen to the show. So we, uh, we greatly appreciate that Talru. Yeah, well, I mean, they were actually just focusing on our banner week. We had over 4,000 listens in one week is our best week ever. Really happy to put that out there. And they were happy, being a sponsor, obviously, to uh, to push it out as well. Continue to be awe-inspired and getting all English on you. Gobsmacked <laughs> about all the uh, listeners that we're getting. We really appreciate that. Shout out to Uber and Lyft, yes. who are giving free rides to voters here in the States coming back to America. Mm-hmm. Uh, a very important election is go- going on uh, next month, and Uber and Lyft are going to help us out with getting people to the polls. So shout out to them. Damn straight. Uh, if you haven't listened to Deathmatch this week, we're putting, we've got two of them out there. We've already had Alio. Now we've got Talk Push and Uncommon. Push it real good. Push it real good. Uh, coming out this week, uh, then Grand uh, Champion uh, Canvas will be out next week. So you've got to listen. Great pitches. And uh, they do uh, a lot of Q&A with us. And this is uh, when they were on stage live in New Orleans at TA Tech. Yeah. Feedback's been great on the deathmatch stuff. So uh, we're going to do more of that in the future for sure. My last shout out goes to uh, another English shout out. Uh, John Lennon assassinated in 80, Mm -hmm. 1980, would have been 78 this week. Yeah. And God only knows what kind of impact he would have made on the world, but we'll never know, sadly enough. But happy birthday, John. Uh, We continue, or at least I do, continue to love your music and listen regularly. I remember when that happened and and they were playing John Lennon music on the radio constantly. And I just remember the song Wheels. And uh, yeah, so that's uh, definitely a a memory from, from our childhood. And amazing, amazing music in a vanguard in that uh, in that industry. Yeah, shockingly, that album was sort of a comeback album for him after uh, 
a weird period, I guess, in his life and uh, only knows what could have been. I think he would have been incredibly political. Um, I think he would have continued to make music. I think he would have impacted, you know, more generations and more folks to make music. But uh, sadly enough, we'll never know. You're excited about the Queen, uh, the Queen movie that's coming out. Hopefully that's that's good. Goddamn straight Bohemian Rhapsody. I mean, who doesn't love Freddie Mercury and, and Queen music? I mean, it is it is literally the soul of rock and roll. It is amazing. So I can't wait to see that. Any band that puts Beelzebub in a song is good stuff. <laughs> oh, can we do this podcast? We can. You had in, Indeed Job Spotter. Are we going to like just roll over them? Yeah. So I thought it was funny because somebody <laughs> actually forwarded the uh, an Instagram ad of Indeed Job Spotter. And I was like, is that thing still fucking alive? It, it must be. So shout out to Indeed. I can't imagine the amount of content that you're getting from job spotter but somebody inside of indeed if you would uh you know reach out to us let us know how much content you guys are getting from that or maybe it's just an ad that keeps running in the background that somebody forgot about <laughs> no I, I think we've talked about this and i did i did a story about a year ago um yeah. i i think if it's working part of it's genius because they're getting leads to small businesses that are hiring people and and they're getting the the masses to do the work for them so if they're doing it it's genius if no one's taking photos of help wanted signs in the window, yeah. then yeah, it's kind right. of a big dud. But um, well, yeah, I'd just like to know if it's working. If it is working. All right. If you are if you are the product manager of Indeed's job spotter, we want to hear from you. Get you on this show. Well, yeah. And this is this would be the only time that you probably get any any time on a podcast ever, the product manager of job spotter. Yeah. <laughs> It could happen. It could happen. All right. Well, let's go to the show. Uh, LinkedIn is holding their annual conference yeah. uh, out in Anaheim, I believe. I'm mm-hmm. a little, I'm a little pissed because I didn't get invited, but whatever. Um, I did watch the live stream. I got all the news, so we have a few things there. Uh, we're going to talk about the the ATS first. We have a soundbite from the conference that we're going to play, and then we'll talk about it. Cool. Play it. We don't normally do sound bites, so this is sort of a new thing. Let's unless let's it's give it El Chapo. We love the yeah, El, El Chapo, Chapo sound or really bad. Uh, <laughs> anyway, all right, here we go. Every year, you come to Talent Connect and you ask, "Is this the year LinkedIn's going to announce they're building an ATS?" This is the year. <laughs> We asked ourselves if we could reinvent what it means to be an ATS in the era of talent intelligence. We challenge ourselves to imagine what an ATS could do when built on LinkedIn's data. That's enough. Oh my God. And so over the last year, we've partnered with 20 customers who are helping us to design the product that brings source, manage, and hire together in one place. And it's called Talent Hub. Trojan Horse. Talent Hub. <laughs> they couldn't just call it ATS. They had to have a special LinkedIn name. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, so. <laughs> 
we've been talking about this, speculating yeah. about LinkedIn doing this. I think Hired by Google made them have to do it, like even if they weren't thinking about doing it. Yeah. Initial thoughts on this? Because it was it's big news. Um, I think we can go a lot of different directions with it, but what are your initial thoughts? So the initial thought is, why are they creating a applicant tracking system when Microsoft already has one? Which no one uses. But they're not going to get rid of, you know, dynamic 365, that the talent piece. So what does this actually morph into? What does it look like? Personally, I, th- I thought what you were going to see is what you saw with some of the other uh, dynamics pieces is taking the LinkedIn info data and just sucking it up into uh, into Microsoft Dynamics. But that's not what this is at all. So, you know, how does that change? How does that morph? I mean, I don't know. I think Microsoft's, aside from being integrated with Microsoft stuff, is sort of more like what you think of an ATS today. Whereas, I mean, LinkedIn, LinkedIn is leveraging their data in terms of yeah. profiles because they can and no one else can. Microsoft can. With LinkedIn data? Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's what, what it will be. LinkedIn. They, yes, they fucking and that's, own LinkedIn. That's what it well, that's what it will be. Like all these and you'll eventually get GitHub profiles synced into here yeah. somehow and um, maybe Glint data. We'll talk about that in a second. But I mean, all these things will eventually come together. I think that LinkedIn will be will be the hub, if you will, of this of this whole thing. I mean, the experience will be the same whether you log in with LinkedIn or use your Microsoft account. It'll be the same data. It'll be the same experience. Um, I mean, but it's. It's simply their advantage that no one else has. And we talk about Google, you know, sourcing your current ATS database or sourcing the internet, which we think they'll eventually do. But only one really has, you know, half a billion professional profiles that it can do this and actually make as big a wave as, as they can. And, yes. uh, the, the, the product head that gave the, uh, the speech, you know, she, she described it as imagine an ATS with sort of preloaded interested candidates, right? And that's essentially what it is. Now you could argue that your current database is the same thing. You just have to like energize them and you have to build technology that says this person's interested. Whereas, I mean, LinkedIn, they actually say, Hey, I'm open to new opportunities. The resume in your ATS that's three years old, you have no idea whether they're interested or not. Yeah. I mean, they're not truly interested until they apply for the job. You can say, Hey, these guys have been reading about their interest level is higher, but they're not truly interested until they apply. Well, there's literally a switch on LinkedIn that says, am I open to new opportunities or not? If you are open to new opportunities, you're going to show up in the search results or the whatever automated, you know, uh, search that you get when you post a job on LinkedIn. Legally, it doesn't matter what that little fucking switch says. Legally, you have to apply to actually be seen as interested. So yeah, I don't think I changed that on my profile. When's the last time you changed that on your profile? When's the last time you changed that on your profile? Well, I haven't looked for a job in a while. If I was looking for a job, I'd change it. I doubt people even think about that. I think, well, then they deserve to be unemployed. I think that piece, that piece in itself doesn't really fucking matter. Being able to identify qualified candidates is the big key. Number one. And and what you're talking about is just fluff and bullshit. Okay. So the the big piece <laughs> is actually being able to qualify, qualify individuals. You find those qualified individuals and then you get real interest, which is applying for the job. That's real interest. All that other stuff's just bullshit and fluff. So first off, apparently Microsoft Dynamics sucks. If Microsoft Dynamics talent 
was good enough, this wouldn't have happened. I thought it was interesting because on a story that a recruiter wrote, I think it was on SourceCon, said, I can't recall a time when a sourcer, when any sourcer or recruiter has ever uploaded a requisition into their ATS and has had immediate access to full pipeline of qualified candidates. Well, that's because you're obviously not doing enough research. There are plenty of platforms that are powered by Hiring Solved, now the Uncommons of the world who are popping these things out, uh, the Intellos. This already is working, but it's not happening in, in one system, right? It's happening from vendor to vendor. So iSIMS doesn't do it, but it can with some of these other vendors that are actually included. So here's the big question. Do we now see the ISIMs, the Taleos, the the applicant tracking systems of the world start looking to acquire this type of technology? Because it's already out there. I think I think yes, but I want to go I want to go back to just agree to disagree on your whole premise that LinkedIn's shit is fluff. Like I think there's real I think people do update their LinkedIn when they're looking for a job. I do think that as a recruiter I would rather call 100 people that have said I'm open to new opportunities as opposed to calling 100 people where I don't even know I don't really know I've got to convince them I got to play phone tag etc um, so we can just agree to disagree on that component like I said if they apply they show intent fine we can we can we can disagree we got a lot of show to cover <laughs> we can we can visit this later so to your other question of consolidation yes absolutely yes I mean you know the the world of a you know, a three-pronged monster of Google, Microsoft, LinkedIn, and Facebook becoming the 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 end-to-end platforms mm-hmm. for companies to hire is happening, and it's gonna it it's not gonna happen overnight, but it's gonna happen. And these companies are gonna choose: are we a LinkedIn house, are we a Google house, etc. And you know, the standalone ATS, particularly the little guys, are not gonna are not gonna last. No. So. The little ones are going to get gobbled up by the big ones and the big ones will eventually get gobbled up or go away uh, from the even bigger ones. But I think the future of the ATS is, whoo, man, if I'm not, you know, if you're not awake at night thinking about this as an ATS owner, and I love that we're going to iSIMS next week because I'm going to yep. totally get into this. But yes. if you're, to me, you're just, you're walking blind without a cane because the future is, whoo, it's clear as, as mud to me that this is the future of the ATS business. Easily. And let's make it very simple. A recruiter posts a requisition. That requisition automatically gets matched against the applicant tracking system database. Number one, that's that's priority one for the candidates that you've already paid for. Number two, then it goes into the paid database, in this case, LinkedIn, right? That's number two. Then number three, if you don't reach the threshold of qualified candidates who have applied for the job, then you start the programmatic outreach, right? This mm-hmm. is, it's actually happening today, but this is this is really just a big splash in the water to tell all these applicant tracking systems, I know you want to have a quote unquote hub and not really say, you know, we're, we're, we're not going to pick a winner. You better fucking pick a winner, pull together a platform that can do all of those things so that it makes it that much faster to surface qualified candidates and get them into your seats. Yeah. If hired by Google was Nagasaki, LinkedIn was Hiroshima. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, not to use a bad World War II reference, but another <laughs> reference would be these are like the two asteroids, if there were two, that, you know, eventually killed the dinosaurs. Like, you need to really be thinking about your business. And you talk about a lot, like, you know, the resources that they have, you just can't match. No. 
Well, it, 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 okay. So say that you're a career builder or a monster. <laughs> what do you do from here? It, it's you try to do the same thing. You have databases that are fucking huge, right? So what do you do? You, you overlay technology on top of it that if a, if somebody posts or feeds jobs into your system, they automatically take that data and they match it against your database. I mean, and then maybe you pay per qualified applicant. Who the fuck knows? But guess what, guys? This whole pay per click thing, a click isn't qualified. An application is not qualified. You guys are already years behind. You better catch up. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of, if I'm Monster and Career Builder, like I, I, we talked about this last week, I think. I think, you know, LinkedIn has, and you could argue, a fairly vibrant uh, community of people who use the site. Yeah. yeah right. Yep. Um, and even if you don't think people go to LinkedIn, you at least have to agree that it's more active than the resume database in Monster. Oh, yeah. Easy. Um, so, so that alone makes the data fresher, better. Um, and I also think there was, there was a really, um, sort of small comment, um, that they made in the LinkedIn announcement that you had to sort of, you know, if you caught it or not, but one of the algorithmic elements of people ranking well, or people coming up in the, in the searches for LinkedIn users or recruiters was not gender, um, was whether or not the person followed the company on LinkedIn. Uh. So, if job seekers catch sort of knowledge of that or know that, then you're going to see a lot of people start following companies on LinkedIn yeah. just to show that, hey, I'm interested in the company, which is going to help with branding, which I think kind of ties into this whole Glint, Glint uh, acquisition. Um, but anyway, that, I mean, there's just there's an activity level on LinkedIn that that you just don't get with any job board. Um, and I just think that's that's impossible to match. Yeah, I don't think it's impossible, um, but I think it's hard for sure. For sure. Well, LinkedIn did a few other things. Diversity was one of them, which is your hot button issue. What were your thoughts on on that? Yeah, it's in, it's interesting to, to be able to take a look at the diversity insights of your organization, um, the the, uh, the the talent pool, and then start to uh, compare that against competitors. I mean, really your industry across the industry. So being able to take a look at that and then a gender weighting system. And this is I mean, this is where we get into some some really interesting conversations because, uh, you know, Facebook and all the shit that Facebook is taking for being able to target ads to only young females, let's say. Yep. Right. And then the old white male gets pissed off and says, oh, that's it. We're going to court. This is the same kind of shit. That's not different. Now, I believe that companies to be able to diversify their talent pools should be able to do this. Although you have to remember, you'd better be able to defend why you're doing this, mm-hmm. right? So I think it's good. There's no question. The insights provide more intel that you definitely need, especially uh, against the industry. But at the end of the day, I think these are great mechanisms for companies to be able to diversify their platforms. The thing is, or their their uh, workforce, the thing is, they'd be they better be ready for old white guys who are pissed <laughs> off uh, and have a lot of money to take them to court. Yeah, this the, the the whole day was sort of an Oreo cookie of announcements for LinkedIn, right? Like they had <laughs> they had the the cookie of the diversity. You yeah. had like the the creamy white center of the ATS, and then you had uh, LinkedIn Learning announced, which was yeah. sort of an men- internal mentor uh, solution. But as we all know, the goodness was right there in the center yep. uh, of the the milky white uh, creamy substance. So uh, good stuff from uh, from LinkedIn. Um, Glint acquisition happened at the beginning of the week. Um, Glint is a solution for 
engaging uh, employee happiness, sentiment, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, this is LinkedIn's largest acquisition ever. Uh, Linda was their biggest, yeah. which we don't hear a lot about their whole educational stuff very much. Right. Uh, they paid like $1.4 billion, I think, for, for Linda. Uh, TechCrunch, I believe, or Bloomberg reported that they paid between like 400 and 500 million mm-hmm. for Glint. It's their first and biggest, or it's a definitely their biggest acquisition since Microsoft has come to town. Um, thoughts, personally, I'm, I'm struggling with, I guess it's just an, they want to be an end to end. They don't just want to be a recruiting tool. They want to be with you forever, uh, in your recruiting employment process. Yeah. And certainly engagement and happiness um, play into that. Mm -hmm. Um, They also, you know, we talked about insights as well, which they're very serious about. And it's a very cool product. But employment branding is part of that uh, insight solution that they have. Mm -hmm. So I got to think that eventually insights will will also encompass how are your current employees doing from a morale standpoint? Yeah, it's all about retention. I mean, it, it's, it's what it is it's about retention. And it's about being able to gauge whether your people are happy or not. So if you ever go to um, an airport and you see the happy or sad face buttons that you can tap. I love that. To, I mean, to, to, to tell whether you're having, whether your experience in that airport was good or it was bad or it was shitty. I mean, they, you find them everywhere. But uh, it, it was it's interesting because they have 200 employees and I'm like, why the? What are they doing with 200 employees? What are they doing over there? I mean, there there must be some things behind the scenes um, that I'm just not getting because that's a hell of a lot of resources to put in to happy or sad faces. Yeah, there may be something there we don't see or vision for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, the happy and sad faces that you push in the bathroom yeah. uh, scare me a little bit. <laughs> I'm worried about hepatitis, whatever. <laughs> Being on the the frowny face, if I were to punch it, so I, I tend to stay That's away. Why from you always it. have a towel on your way out to be able to do one or two things? <laughs> yeah, I get yeah. the I get the little nest thing from the the toilet <laughs> that uh, you can get out. Anyway, yeah, I think it's a long term play. Five, four, five hundred million is quite a bit to pay for for what they've got. Hopefully, there's something really good under the hood there. But uh, LinkedIn continues to move uh, onward in the march of uh, supremacy with the big three. And um, this week was uh, an evidence of that. And last but not least, I mean, they paid four to 500 million, 400, 500 million for this platform. So all those other startups that are out there right now start to see their valuation going higher because they're more than a happier sad face, right? You know, and I mean, this is what it does. Well, millennials like to be loved. You know, <laughs> retention is hot, so the the time is right for I'd this like stuff. To be loved. Uh, just like just like the time is right for Job Ad X in a new ad. As the best ad tool in the industry, JobAdX has been providing job board publishers, direct employers, agencies, RPOs, and staffing firms, dynamic job bidding and real-time ad delivery through our programmatic job advertising exchange. When we started, we described JobAdX as AdSense for jobs. Now, we offer much more with Switchboard and LiveAlert, completing our full suite of dynamic programmatic advertising tools with the best of consumer ad tech. Switchboard offers our dynamic technologies to all partner job board feed management, and LiveAlert eliminates latency and expired job ads via email. For more information about any of our ad solutions, please reach out to us at joinus at jobadx.com. That's joinus at jobadx.com. JobAdX, the best ad tool providing smarter programmatic for all your advertising needs. Ah, that was quicker. 
more to the point. That was efficient. I like that. Yes. I do like that. But, but if you're not if you're not leveraging programmatic as a vendor or an employer, you got to go check out JobAdX. Yeah. They're why great. wouldn't you? That's the big question. So why would Amazon shut down their AI? I mean, why would they do that? Chicks, man. Sorry. <laughs> so Amazon is regularly known as an innovator in recruiting. And they're also known for their ability to f- create efficiencies, cut fat, etc. And they were leveraging a recruiting artificial intelligence solution that mm-hmm. I think was homemade, actually. Yes. Um, and over time, as, as I know the story, it started... It started leaning toward men, particularly on the engineering side, and it became biased against women. And the company, to their credit, shut it down. So it says the algorithm began to filter out applications that included words such as women's and also downranked graduates from all female colleges. Yeah. The company's experimental hiring tool used artificial technology, so and so. See, this is the problem. You know, we try to make things that are easy, way too fucking complex. There's no reason, doesn't matter what college an individual came from, if your qualification says bachelor's degree or says master's degree or says associates, doesn't matter. The individual should be qualified because of that. And and when we start getting into these algorithm matching types of things, once we get over complicated, this stupid shit starts to happen. So we need to really back up and say, what are we here to do? We're here to hire qualified individuals, not uh, negatively impact our talent pool by pretty much chucking qualified women out the door. It makes no fucking sense. So my question, I, it wasn't really clear from some of the news that I, that I read, but as I understand it, the algorithm was sort of driven by the results. Right. So, so who was actually hired um, and that the hire became sort of weighted Mm -hmm. against the algorithm. So essentially, as I, as I understand it, uh, if the human beings were only hiring people that were, you know, algorithmically not for women's colleges or Mm -hmm. not in women's groups, then the machine is simply learning from the humans and the humans are kind of the dickheads in this scenario. Um, and the machine is just sort of learning from that. So from, from my perspective, the machine was doing what it was supposed to do. It was just learning from humans, which is where the, the error happened. Yes. Well, it's, it's learning bad behavior. So we've got to know where to shut machine learning off. And if it's bad behavior, I mean, so again, we, we're still, we still have to focus on what is it there for in the first place to deliver qualified candidates. That's it, right? That, that's it. Right. Um, not to be able to go through and see, you know, what kind of donuts Jeffrey likes on a Wednesday um, so that, you know, we can get the right person who will fill that job, who actually drives past a donut shop on the way to fucking work. Well, frankly, anyone who only likes donuts on Wednesday should <laughs> never be hired because donuts are delicious every day. Here's the thing. We're looking for AI to solve all of our all of our ills. And that shit's just not going to happen. What a company like Amazon should do is they should take their use the bazillions of dollars they have to solve the actual problem and build a training program to pipeline candidates into those positions. If they're not getting enough female or females and or uh, diverse types of candidates, then they can fix it. They shouldn't be looking at the U.S. government or any other government to be able to fix that fucking problem for them. It's their 
talent that's going to build their product and make them money. So they should figure it out, not think that an algorithm is going to do it. Clearly, we have a long way to go with AI and recruiting because Amazon is the for, is at the forefront of this. Uh, this stuff is going to get yeah. figured out. It'll take a while, but it will get figured out. Um, and AI will be, as we believe, a major component to all hiring yeah. and sourcing. Yeah. I just, again, we're, we're, we're thinking way too complex when this is a simple equation. <laughs> I mean, it's basically saying don't use words like women or certain colleges as a filter for you know, not letting someone through. Your primary focus should be the qualifications on that job. And does this individual, no matter religion, uh, ethnicity, it, it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the qualifications. And, you know, are you looking to relocate or not? I mean, so, you know, it's it's geogra- geographic. Once you get past that and you start looking and, and algorithms start looking at those types of terms, then you've already fucked up. I also think it's, um, it's interesting to think that uh, we believe, you know, AI is going to uh, solve all our problems like you said, and yet we have so long to go from that. Yes. So a company that hasn't had any issues with women, although they were in the news recently with diversity Mm -hmm. uh, for throwing out an African-American man for just hanging out, waiting for his buddy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, they're in the news. Childcare. uh, Applaud this story. Starbucks will begin to offer subsidized backup childcare for all of its U.S. employees. Sorry, rest of the world, um, including part-time workers. The program will give Starbucks workers 10 days of backup care. Uh, the story said just 4% of employers offer similar programs. The move comes as the labor market in the U.S. grows increasingly competitive with employers boosting their benefits to attract and retain workers. Just smart business. I mean, and, and the key piece here was including part-time workers. They understand that a good amount of their workforce is part-time, so they have to include everybody. And one of the things that I keep seeing from from companies that are out there who are bitching and complaining about not being able to find the right types of talent is they're not willing to change the way that they're doing things. They're not willing to change. uh, And again, this is an expense. There's no question a benefit, uh, but it also keeps individuals, retains individuals into those positions. So you're not having to spend a shit ton of money to try to replace them. So, I mean, that's the thing. Think outside of the box. If you're only hiring full-time employees and you can't find enough full-time employees, guess what? Start thinking different. Start looking for gig workers. Start looking for part-timers. Start looking for all these different ways to try to get the job done. So my what shocked me was that only only 4% of employers offer a similar sort of benefit. And so to me, the question is, you know, does this go towards gig economy, come in and work, uh, then you're done, you get no benefits uh, versus, you know, a few select employers where they say, look, we we honor you know your abilities if you come in work full time for us we can count on you we're going to give you benefits like this um and that's going to retain some of the best workers to me it'll be interesting in the future how that sort of dichotomy works out and i think i think ultimately employers like you know the big brands the starbucks the walmarts the targets you know those guys home depots will probably offer stuff like this mm-hmm. but the small mom and pop restaurant laundromat etc 
they won't be able to, and they're going to embrace the gig economy. And again, you're right. It's going to be different from mom and pop than it is for the Starbucks of the world. Yeah, but it's a serious issue, employment. And <laughs> I mean, I was at a restaurant the other day. Every every waiter was wearing an I love my job t-shirt. <laughs> like, when did that ever happen? <laughs> Holy shit. All the waiters are recruiting people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, here, wear this today. Yeah, it's the, uh, <laughs> was it swag? What was office space? What did the, the Friday's restaurant workers oh, wear it wasn't bling what was it oh shit it'll come to us maybe <laughs> but yeah yeah waiters are going to become recruiting uh billboards in the future benefits my job's awesome i tweet about how great <laughs> it is all right dude uh canvas let's talk about that uh second week in a row uh, we have yeah. not gotten an ad from our new sponsor <laughs> so you and i are just going to freestyle uh, some stuff about Canvas. Uh, great company based yeah. here in Indianapolis, nearby mm-hmm. uh, both of us. Uh, Amon Brar, founder, Cha Cha, Cha Cha DNA, texting is in it. Um, great company. Everyone's getting on messaging. What other buzzwords can I throw out there? Yeah, I think they love us talking about them so much. They do. I think they're not going to give us an ad because they just want us to freestyle every week. Yeah, because they, they get more mileage out of it. So so talk about like process automation. So on average, Canvas recruiters complete screens in 4.4 minutes. So actually, you know, candidate screens, they disqualify in 52 seconds, which is saving like 922 hours per year. So what they're saying is if you automate the grunt work and focus on the actual connections themselves, let the chatbots do some of these pieces. And then what you can do is you can focus on the actual connection with the candidate. You can be a brand ambassador and a platform like this as we talk about chatbots and we talk about texting platforms and all the messaging, if you can find areas to automate and allow your humans to actually be human to other humans and be a brand ambassador, this is the exact type of platform you need to look into at gocanvas.io. What I got is they won our deathmatch competition at TA Tech. I don't know what else better to say. You know, they beat back some stiff competition. Yeah quality organization. And by the way, you want to recruit millennials. How about Bitmoji recruiting with Canvas? (laughs) Put Bitmojis in your messaging, attract millennials. What could be better? GoCanvas.io. Okay. um, Getting back to the news. Yes. Facebook's in the news. Uh, TechCrunch reported that uh, they're poaching folks from a site called RefDash. Wow. Speaking of bad names, RefDash uh, is your typical sort of employment site connecting job seekers with employers, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Anyway, from, from my standpoint, it sounds like the company's in the crapper. Um, they're winding stuff down and Facebook is there conveniently to pick up some of the talent. Um, that's not so much the news to me as the fact that uh, Facebook continues to be serious about its sort of jobs yeah. uh, offering and poaching these folks to work on the jobs uh, solution tells me that they continue to be serious and will continue to be a player there up there with uh everybody else that we talk about. Yeah, so I think this was TechCrunch. Quote, Facebook just snatched some talent to fuel its invasion of LinkedIn's turf. Personally, I think it's just TechCrunch manufacturing shit to talk about. I I don't see anything here. I think it's just the normal 
kind of sway of the day and where people are coming from. And yeah, it might be because Ref Dash isn't doing great and and they're all ejecting to go to, to Facebook. It could be that Facebook is actually doing something worth a shit and hopefully they'll be able to share it with us here sometime soon because I'm sure they are. But from my standpoint, yeah, I think it's just TechCrunch looking for uh, looking for clicks. Are you are you saying TechCrunch and bloggers in general are embracing hyperbole to get clicks and readers? I would say yes. Outrageous. Outrageous. Because <laughs> we don't do that. Outrageous. And what else is outrageous this week? Yes. Oh, God. Why? Um, a new Tinder for Jobs startup is out there. This one from your favorite country, France. France. Home of home of the nonstop uh, cavalcade of great startups in the job space. Oh, my God. Uh, has launched... Uh, an app called Blanc, B-L-O-N-K. Yes. Okay, so they've got nothing going for them at the moment. Uh, wow. Tinder for jobs is crap. France is still France. <laughs> and Blanc is a horrible name unless you play football. Yeah, so I don't know if Blanc means something in French uh, or, or not. It's French for F America. That's what it <laughs> no, is. It's, it's, it's French for this is a stupid fucking idea. So one of the co-founders actually said, we use, this is hilarious. We use AI to connect talent and hiring managers directly in a few swipes, just like Tinder. Personal chemistry is involved. This is the stupidest shit. I mean, this is who comes up with this. And the big question is who is actually providing funds for this shit? Let me clarify that. So when you date, okay, you're single, Oh, yeah. You will put up with multiple folks because the chance to have sex is on the table. <laughs> Employment is not that. No. Like the first, remember, like when Jobber first came out and you would swipe through jobs that were totally irrelevant, yes. aside from the fact that they were nearby. Yes. Right? Totally irrelevant, total waste of time. Now, I will swipe right and left and whatever if it's women who are single that want to go out on dates and I might get to have sex. You wouldn't anymore. Point. Yes. You yeah. would put up, yes, obviously not anymore. <laughs> I'm speaking in generalities. Like, <laughs> The, the whole argument of like dating should be like finding a job is totally ridiculous. And I, I wish these companies would stop doing this, but they will continue because people will give money to them uh, and around we go. And these companies obviously do no research whatsoever. They they didn't see all the, the dead companies who said that they were going to be the e-harmony of jobs, right? This is yep. the same shit, guys. This isn't different. I don't care if you swipe or you fill out a 20 minute freaking survey, it's the same stuff. The motivations are different and quote unquote chemistry. It's not the same chemistry. That's for goddamn sure. For goddamn sure. I'm so tired of Tinder for jobs sites. And by the way, I, I share this on LinkedIn. Yeah. It's gotten like 7,000 views and interactions and shit. So like clearly other people see this mm -hmm. and why these companies don't uh, do a little research, right? Do a little Intel on the market before you launch this stuff. Yeah, Vincent. <laughs> it's pronounced it's pronounced Vincent, by the way. And I know that because my wife is French Canadian and she has a brother named Vincent well, that they call uh, Vincent. Let's so, go over something real quick. Um I'm, I'm I'm an American, so it's Vincent. And that's it's a stupid fucking idea, Vincent. <laughs> 
that being said, the outro today is going to be done by my daughter who turns 17 today. Woohoo, Emma. Yes. Are you taking her to like Benihana and uh, <laughs> Cold Stone for her birthday? So I already have donuts, birthday donuts waiting after she finally wakes up, which will probably we're on fall break. So she'll probably get up like around two, for God's sake. Um, uh, and then uh, it's going to be a birthday weekend. That's what it's all about. Nice. Well, all this food talk, man. I'm going to go get lunch. I'm out and we out. We out. Hi, I'm Emma. Thanks for listening to my dad, the Chad and his buddy Cheese. This has been the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single show. Be sure to check out our sponsors because their money goes to my college fund. For more, visit chadcheese.com.